Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning for this convocation. My name is Samantha Camacho, and all the other leaders will present themselves. I'm uh, Jose Ramirez, and I'm also a leader here. I'm Lourdes Resendiz, also a leader. And I'm Nora Rangel. Buenos dias, my name is Jorge Joel Soto Macias, and I'm part of LRC. And I'm Elijah Laura, and this year, this is our LSU leaders. Thank you all for coming and joining us today. Um, today, Goshen College begins its celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month. Hispanic Heritage Month is a time we take to celebrate the history, the culture, and the contributions of Hispanic and Latino American people in this country. This month, our theme is Know Your Neighbor. So throughout the rest of this combo and the rest of this month, I'd encourage you to think about those besides you and try to build empathy for them. Rocio, could you please stand up? <laughs> we would like to thank our lovely advisor, Rocio Diaz, for making LSU possible, for her will to help everybody in the community, for her energy. Muchas gracias, Rocio. So now, um, thank you again. Really appreciate all your help. Um, now, in light of the recent hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico, Florida, Texas, and as well as the and as well as the earthquake um, that has claimed over 200 lives in Mexico, we would like to invite Pastor Bob Yoder to come up and lead us in a prayer. It was. Two and three weeks ago, we gathered for prayers around the Peace Pole for those that were impacted by the various hurricanes. And so this morning, we want to pray for those impacted by uh, the hurricanes, particularly with Harvey and Irma and Maria, and also with the earthquake. It seems that our earth continues to cry out. And so we have opportunity to cry out as well. Members of our Goshen College community have family members who have been personally impacted by the earthquake and by the various hurricanes, and particularly this past week alone uh, with Puerto Rico um, being devastated in the way that it was. But other Caribbean islands as well, as they were still recovering from the other, earth, uh, from the other hurricanes. So let us go to a time of prayer right now. I will open up with prayer and then give some silence for you to offer up your own prayers, and then I will close out our time. Let's pray together. God, we come to you this morning not always sure how to think or feel when we hear of news. And we don't even always know how to pray. But we do care. And so we lift up all those who have been deeply impacted this past week and the previous weeks. We also grieve. We mourn the many different types of losses. God, as the psalmist writes, you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, 
Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, you are in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. You will help it when the morning dawns. You are with us. Indeed, God, you are our refuge and strength. You are with us and with all those impacted by the earthquake and the various hurricanes. Give them comfort, strength, resilience, and wisdom to overcome the challenges they now face. We call on you to make your justice and mercy and reign and love known. And help us to know our part in all of that, God. In your holy name, amen. Thank you, Bob Yoder. All right, and last but not least, due to the circumstances surrounding DACA, the Goshen College Student Senate would like to present its statements regarding the current executive administration's decision. Our president, Abby King, wasn't able to be here today, um, but as the vice president of Student Senate, I'll be speaking in her place. The statement reads as follows. Dear Goshen College students, Student Senate and other student leaders on campus are deeply saddened by the recent decision of the White House administration to discontinue the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, otherwise known as DACA. We believe that Goshen College should be an inclusive, safe place for all students, regardless of documentation status. We, as student leaders representing a variety of groups, promise to stand alongside our peers in this time of uncertainty, especially DACA recipients. We promise to support our friends, family, and neighbors in whatever ways we can, whether that be through donating funds, being a listening ear, lending a shoulder to cry on, or speaking out against this injustice. Every student should feel safe, not only on our campus, but in this country. We as, oh, we as Goshen College have one thing in common. We are dedicated to making our community a better place to study, eat, laugh, dance, sing, and most importantly, live. We care about every student that steps foot on this campus, and we want to make everyone feel as if they're part of a Goshen College community. Thank you all very much, and now Lord says what please say. We're gonna be starting off this morning with a special performance, so please help me in welcoming Lisa Rosado, Lucia Martinez, and Simon Hurst as they perform Piel Canela by Eddie Gourmet and Trio Los Panchos. Que se quede el infinito sin estrellas o que pierda el ancho mar su inmensidad pero el negro de tus ojos que no muera y el canela de tu piel se queda igual si perdiera el arco iris su belleza y las flores su perfume y su color no sería tan inmensa mi tristeza como aquella de quedarme sin tu amor me importas tú y tú y tú y solamente tú y tú y tú me importas tú y tú y tú y nadie más que tú me importas tú y tú y tú y solamente tú y tú y tú me importas tú y tú y tú y nadie más que tú 
se quede el infinito sin estrellas o que pierda el ancho mar su inmensidad pero el negro de tus ojos que no muera y el canela de tu piel se queda igual si perdiera el arco iris su belleza y las flores su perfume y su color no sería tan inmensa mi tristeza como aquella de quedarme sin tu amor me importas tú y tú y tú y solamente tú y tú y tú me importas tú y tú y tú y nadie más que tú ojos negros piel canela que me llegan a desesperar me importas tú y tú y tú y solamente tú y tú y tú me importas tú y tú y tú y nadie más que tú. All right, thank you very much. That was amazing. So now, before our speaker, we have um, one video for you. So without further further ado, um, we'll get that video on the screen for you. Um, I am Kevin Rivera. I am a second year student, sophomore. I'm a psychology major. And I'm 20 years old. I am also representing Mexico. Javier. My name is Irving Suarez. I'm 18 years old and I'm representing Mexico. Adolfo Sigala Flores from Aguascalientes, Mexico. Um, I'm Jose Ramirez. I'm a junior and I'm from Costa Rica. I'm Elijah, um, I'm a second year, and what else do you want to know? Oh, um, and I represent Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and the United States of America. Hi, my name is Lisa Rosado, I'm 17 years old, I'm from Puerto Rico, and I'm a freshman. What do I like to do in my free time? Um, I like to, I used to like to run, not anymore. Play soccer. Study. <laughs> um, I like to hang out with friends and just chill, have a good time. I like to run in circles. I like to sing. I like to listen to a lot of music and play volleyball. I like Romantic walks on the beach. I'm just kidding, sorry. Um, cut that out, please. Um, I like... What do I like to do? I don't know. I'm pretty boring. I like talking to people. I talk a lot. Yeah, we are uh, really noisy and loud, but in a good way. I wish people understood that um, it's not as, as easy as it is in, in other places and um, that all we want is uh, a, a better life for, for us and we will do anything to, to get there. Uh, the problems that we have with the government, 
It's not really as bad as it seems. Uh, it's actually a very beautiful country if you really take your time and get to know the culture and know the people, but it's not everything you read or hear from the, from the news. A lot of people haven't really heard from, like, of Costa Rica, so maybe just making it more aware that there are other Hispanic countries other than Mexico or Puerto Rico. I guess I'd like want people to know that even like being an American, you can still carry part of your like Dominican, Puerto Rican heritage or whatever country you're from. I would if I knew it. <laughs> I don't know it. Mexicanos al grito de guerra. And um, I don't want to mess up, so I want some rest. Gloria, bravo, pueblo. That's it. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know the lyrics. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I don't even know the first word. Jose, can you see? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I'm American. Um, la tierra de Borinque, donde nacido yo. You actually get to know uh, the person or the, the group of people and you stop assuming things. <laughs> and just by kind of getting your voice out there, um, talking to other people, um, I think it can be frustrating speaking to others about things that you think are so obvious and should just be common sense. Um, but you have to have patience and just really want to educate others. How do you break a stereotype? I don't know. That's weird. That, that, that's, nope. Well, we're not always loud. We're just like ourselves. And also we don't eat rice, beans, and chicken every single day. We have a lot of food. Um, I don't think you need to break stereotypes. I think you just need to be yourself. I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican and I'm still loud. I own it. Um, I don't know. Just be yourself. Ethan, question. Belt or chancla? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Samantha and Nora, for making that video possible. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to introduce our guest speaker. She was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Fifteen years ago, she and her family moved to Indiana, where now she serves as the head pastor of True Vine Tabernacle Church, as well as a clinical psychotherapist with her own private practice in Goshen, as well as being one of our amazing counselors here. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal woman and a phenomenal mother. Please, rep, rep, wow. Please welcome the woman I call mom, Nancy Rodriguez-Laura. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. All right. What well, is a pleasure to be here and be invited by 
LSU and all its members, it's, it's just an honor to be able to speak. Um, just wondering, as I heard the title of Knowing Your Neighbor, I really said, Lord, just help me be myself. Because that's who we need to be. For someone to know you, you have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then it's very difficult to, to kind of make yourself known to others. Um, I am uh, from Brooklyn, New York, uh, raised in Puerto Rican culture. New Yorican is a very common term. Um, so have the American culture as well as the Puerto Rican culture. Um, I was raised around a lot of different people, colors, ethnic, uh, uh, social status, all kinds of things in New York. So for me, that was a richness. And I um, have a lot of family there, miss them quite a bit. I get out there as much as I can. Um, so as I talk about neighbors, I think about some of my journey in New York and some of my journey and experiences I came here to Goshen. Um, so I pray that you take my words as words of encouragement, words of a ch maybe a challenge, um, uh, and be open to some of the things I might state. Mark 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 30 and 31 talk about the love that God wants us to have. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. But the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, love your neighbor. And, you know, I think about the possibility. How can you love your neighbor if you don't know your neighbor? You need to first know your neighbor in order to love them. And reality is some people really don't care about their neighbors. They don't care. I mean, it's sad to say. We would love to think that everybody wants to know their neighbor. Some don't want to know them. Maybe their fears or things that are in the way that maybe prohibit that, that desire or that, that need to risk to know your neighbor. You know what we do? One thing I found out, one thing we do and I'm going to say, I'm going to take a risk and say I've experienced it most out here than I have in New York, which is my hometown. See, in New York, when, you, when someone gets to know you, you might get to know someone just on the train, just when you're seeing them. Maybe someone riding the train with you, and you see them enough that maybe you say hi, and after a hi, you might say, hey, this is my name, and you begin to share. And at some point, the, the more you see each other, the deeper that relationship goes, and you build a relationship, and you get to know this neighbor. Okay, so some of that happens just, just being in the city. When I arrived here, um, one of the things I found strange is that everybody was asking me all these questions. Everyone I met had a list of questions for me. And that was really, really strange. I wasn't sure what to think about that. Were they interviewing me? Were they writing a book that I didn't know about? You know, what were all these questions? very different from what I experienced and what I was used to. And they would ask me, who are your kids and where do you work and what are you? And I just felt somewhat invaded. I was not used to that. And then I would go meet another neighbor. And the interesting thing was that that neighbor already knew my information. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, this got around pretty fast. I've only been in town for about two weeks. But people were sharing this information. And, and I remember going visiting uh, a place, let's just leave it there, and some of my information changed. 
So, in, in regards to my place of employment, and so this person came, oh, you're Nancy, and blah, 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 and began to, and, and, and so you're gonna be working here, and I looked at them and I said, no. And they seemed a little frazzled, like, did I get it wrong? Did I get misinformation? No. You know, you just assumed that you knew everything about me. See, attaining data and information on people is not knowing your neighbor. That's just attaining, knowing about your neighbor. You might know about your neighbor, but you don't know them. See, some of us are really good at that. And somehow we qualify that as deep enough and say we know our neighbor. It's like we say we know about Jesus, but we know about him, but do we really know him? It's the same question. So I found myself with that struggle of, do people want to know me or do they want to know about me? And sometimes I didn't take offense or feel like people were doing it to be rude. That was maybe the way things processed, but that's how it felt to me. It didn't feel like people really wanted to know me. They wanted to know about me. So I became a little leery. And I became a little bit kind of untrustful. I just did not trust the people around me. And then everybody was waving. And I don't know you. And, and, and not that that's a bad thing, it just was strange. You have to understand, it was strange to me. People, and I, we had a friend, uh, he is really raw, like he'll just say it as it is. And he got in the car, and we were in the middle of some road, and there were just farmers, and he was just like, he was like, hey, I'm like the president, everybody's waving at me, why not? You know, it was just, it was just really shocking for me. Um, so in my journey here, um, I met this, this, this couple in, our, in a church we were just visiting. We just visited, which I happen to be pastor of today. Um, and this couple, they were really, really nice. And there's nothing wrong with that, but get me, they were too nice. You understand, know, like, really nice. So one time we were going to go on this adventure, some women were going to go to this, this woman's retreat, and there were about seven of us. And this particular person, who is, happens to be a real good friend of mine today, um, I asked her, I said, can you move my purse and put it towards the back? She waited and she looked at me, she goes, what do you have in there? And I said, a gun. I was kidding. <laughs> you guys were like, what? <laughs> you see what I mean? You know? And I, and I was joking, That's, I was just joking. And she was like, you have a gun? You really have a gun? And I said, well, you know, we got to protect ourselves. We're seven women alone on the road. I'm going to tell you that whole weekend, she thought I had a gun in my purse. I was really kidding. And when finally I told her, why would you think? She said, well, you're from New York and everything. And you just, I mean, she had an assumption about my person, yet she didn't know me. So, but I did the same to her. Let's say it's equal here. Because they invited us to their house, Carlos and I. Some of you know Carlos. And, you know, they invited us in their house to their boat. Now, let me tell you something. I don't swim. Not every city person swims. We just don't need to. We figured we'd climb the highest high rise and we'd be fine, you know? And so she was, I mean, why are they inviting us to their house? They're, like, too nice. And I really told my, this is a true story. I told my husband. I said, you know, I'm really suspicious about these people. I said, they might, you know, we're going to go in a river and at some lake somewhere. How about if they drown us? I mean, this is a white community. They'll believe each other. It doesn't matter. We'll be dead. No one would know. My husband was like, you need to calm down, okay? 
but I really was. And you know, when we share these stories, something about these stories and these assumptions we made, we really opened up to, opened up to our fears. We opened up to our assumptions and maybe some of these stereotypes, some of these things that we thought we knew. And we became the best of friends. The best of friends. Why? Because we took a risk. Yes, we had all this stuff, but we had to come closer and bring some clarity in order for that relationship to build. So unless we're ready to take that risk, then you're not going to know your neighbor. You will be familiar with your neighbor. You might know something about them, but you truly do not know them. And so that's one of the stories. Um, during this time, you know, in such a time where there's just so much upheaval, so much chaos in our country, sometimes there are fears, you know. How do I talk to someone, you know, that I don't know? What do I say? People have come and asked me, you know, how do you get, because the church we go to is a very multicultural church, which is not, not something surprising because that's the kind of church I come from. And it's how do you get all this mix of culture in here? It's almost like we're looking for some formula. And I'm gonna tell you, there is no written formula on how to engage with people that are different from you. You know, God says love them, know them. We're human. There's no book that states how to talk and engage with a Puerto Rican. What to say and what not to say. How to engage with an African American. How to engage with an Asian. How to engage. Uh, there are no books. That just, you know, just treat people as you want to be treated. Open the door and take a risk. That is the reality of knowing your neighbor. And you know what? It has to be an intentional action. And I found that because even in this place where I was challenged with so many things, and my, some people might say, you know, did you experience some, some, some racism and maybe some things that were conflictual and hurtful in this community? Yes, I have. But do I love this community? Yes, I do. Because I've met some amazing people too. But it hasn't been easy. It's not easy, and I don't know how to put this. It's not easy for this girl from Brooklyn who fought all her life to make it. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth, although in, even in New York, some people thought that. I don't know why, because I worked hard. I came from many things that many people don't understand. Chaoses that some of, some of you maybe have gone through that we just don't talk about, okay? But to struggle and push and push and make my voice heard and make sure that I am known you know, some people misinterpret, then coming to a community where I have to, again, speak my voice and make myself known. You know, it's been misinterpreted as this woman is just, she's, she's conflictual. Maybe she's, strong. she's so strong, I don't know if I want to be near her. Well, let me tell you, my strength is a good thing. My strength, I am confident. I am assertive. I am honest. I am loyal. I am funny. I am really funny. <laughs> I am welcoming. But see, those nice parts of me you will never know unless you get to know me. You need to get to know me. I need to get to know you. That's how we overcome all these obstacles that get in the way about who we look, what we look like, or, 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 or how we dress, or what we think about each other. We need to open that door and get to know each other. There's nothing wrong with being me. But I still today struggle with many people, and I'm going to tell you, I struggle with many people who misinterpret this lady right here. Because something about strength, 
scares people away. Something about being outspoken, something about knowing who you are makes people uncomfortable sometimes. But I encourage people to be just that because I think that should be your strength. Okay, has nothing to do with being rude or offensive, it's just being you. I remember in Brooklyn, this was just a quick example of things that I've had to face. I went to a high school in Brooklyn, in East New York, and uh, it was a colored, colored school, Hispanics and African Americans. And I'm gonna tell you, it was a class of over 700 kids for just my grade. I can tell you, in that school, there was maybe two white kids. I mean, that's the truth, that was my reality. Okay, just so you could see it's reverse. It was my reality, you know? But it, it was a school we had, you know, kids flourishing and studying, it was a specialized school. And there was this one librarian right in my senior year. I was top of third, third percent in my class with a group of my friends. We worked hard. We wanted to do better. We wanted to succeed. And this, this librarian, who was part of the school, he was a white, person, and not because he was white, but it ha happened to be that's how it was in a school with all colored kids. He told us, he said, don't bother applying for some of those schools. You won't make it. You won't get accepted. Can you imagine someone telling you that? A group of us, you won't make it. We were the top 3% in that school. You know what? We proved him wrong. Not only did we report him, but we proved him wrong. Oh yeah, we reported him. You, you, you open your mouth. You, you don't allow that in your life. But we, we made it and we showed him. How dare you? And we're all professionals. And we have all succeeded. And just those challenges sometimes will come your way, you know? Can you overcome those challenges when someone tells you you can't make it, you can't do it? Can you overcome that? Well, you failed before. You, you know, your GPA maybe wasn't so good, don't bother. Don't let those voices get to you. Succeed, you can do it. And I say that just as an encouragement because I had to push. And I, had to, I had to push to succeed. I had to trust. I had to overcome all these other voices in order to be who I was created to be. So knowing your neighbor. Again, so much easier just to collect information. So much easier. You know, so when I say knowing your neighbor, then Ask questions, that's okay, but, but be interested in their answers. You know, sometimes we ask questions and we really are not interested in the answers. It's just a casual conversation. If you're gonna ask a question, be ready for the answer. Be open to the answer. Be ready to open your world and open your heart to welcome this person in some part of your life. Be ready to include them in your circles. Be ready. You know, you know what, it, what really, hurt, I think, hurt me? I can say hurt. Didn't devastate me, but it hurt me, okay? Because I remember meeting people just recently, a few years being here, meeting people maybe in meetings or certain, certain types of settings, and they would say hi to me. I'm an adult. I'm not a kid. I'm 53 years old. And I look good, I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know you were thinking it. No, but... <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, I remember, I remember 
seeing these very same people, they would say, hi, Nancy, and hi, this, and then they would see me in the supermarket. It was like I had an alien face. I was just somebody, I was not recognized. I was not greeted. I was avoided. And I was like, what is going on in this community? What is going on here? How can you know me in one place and not recognize me somewhere else? I hate to say that, but that's hurtful. I don't care who you're with. If you know your neighbor, you know your neighbor everywhere. If you welcome your neighbor, you don't exclude them from certain circles. You include them with your friends. You include them with your family. You include them in your pain. You include them in your joy. You include them in your life. That's knowing your neighbor. You know, and I get to the point where I kind of got sick of that, and I would just say, hi. And my husband's even better at that, if you know Carlos. He knows everybody. And, he, and we greet people because it's almost like, I am not going to allow you to walk away and act like you don't know me. Why? Why do we do that? What, what, what does that mean? I won't even begin to interpret that this morning, but it can mean a lot. But I can tell you, it doesn't feel good. Yet I have some people that are very, very loving and wonderful and greet us wherever they find us. And that feels really welcoming. I would say, you know, with all the racism that we experience in, this, in our lives, because I'm going to say just to, I'm not going to stay much longer, but I'm going to say racism has existed then and it exists now. And I would say today, sadly, people have become experts on covering it up. Sometimes it's more out there, and that's the obvious. It's like someone who, who's in the street and they're homeless, right? And they're, they're, they're just laying there, drunk, and you're thinking, wow, that person's broken. That's easy to say, that person's broken. That person, you could tell. See, there's some racism that's that obvious. Wow, they just turned their face, didn't talk to them, and, basically told them I don't like your kind. I've been told that. I've been told that. Even in my profession, I've been told that. That didn't stop me, okay? But there's this covert kind of hidden racism sometimes that we carry, where it's that person that maybe looks all dressed up and looks like they have it all together, but inside they're broken. Inside there's chaos. Inside there's a mess, but nobody would know. And sometimes racism is like that. It's just not so obvious. I might just kind of say, kind of, you know, maybe keep away or, you know, there's things I might do in a very hidden way because I'm uncomfortable. And it could be in every racism in any culture, even amongst our own sometimes. Is that true? I want you to take a moment here. I'm going to dare you or encourage you. Does dare sound too hard? No? <laughs> to get up from where you are, and I want you to go and find somebody in this room, like quickly, that you really don't know well or you've never met, and tell them something, something about yourself, not where you live, <laughs> not what your major is. Mm -hmm. Maybe more like, my name is Nancy. You know what? I love... I love, uh, I love merengue, I love salsa, and that's just like my culture, and I just love the movie. This is who I am, and I experience this in life, and I like it. Say something meaningful. I'm gonna give you a few minutes. Ready, set, go. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that's the way campus was?
If that's the way life was, where you were unafraid to go and just talk to somebody and say, this is who I am, who are you? You know, we may not agree with everything, but that's okay. We may not think alike, but that's okay. I still want to know you. I want to know you because the more I know you, the more I know myself. The more I know you, the more I learn what love is. I really learn to care about you, not just at a distance, but at closeness. I really learn who you are, and I like you. Take some time and take some risks. Open your dorms, open your dining hall, open the campus, open, go in and meet in the world. Know your neighbor, and then you can tell me you love your neighbor. I encourage you to be unafraid, unhindered, and relentless. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. We appreciate that you came here to speak for us. We are also so thankful that you are a representation of a strong Hispanic woman on this campus. And we'd also like to thank everyone here, everyone involved in the process, LSU members, and Rocio Diaz um, for the support. Thank you. Um, so before we wrap up here, I just wanted to let you guys know of some events that are coming up um, that LSU is putting on for this month. So on the 26th of this month, we have a World Cup volleyball tournament. Um, there should be a link in the communicator where you guys can sign up. Um, you do not have to be a Latino student um, to sign up for this, so I encourage all of you to sign up if you can. Um, then on the 29th, we're having a band come here to Goshen. There's going to be a concert um, at Humble at 7 o'clock. So kind of just keep out an eye for these. Um, it's going to be free for Goshen College students, so if you have your ID, um, you'll be all right. And the last thing that... I'm sorry? La Republica is the name of the band that's coming. So you guys can look them up. They're pretty good. Um, so then one thing that we have is we're going to have two workshops coming up. One of them is called Life as an Immigrant. This workshop is on October 2nd, and then we're gonna have another one, Town Hall, on October 3rd. Both of them are for combo credit, um, so that's an incentive to come. Hopefully we'll see a lot of you guys out there. I think there'll be some good workshops. <laughs>